Greetings, Rebel fans. My name is Jason Kelly, and welcome into the Let's Run podcast. Today on the show, we are breaking down UNLV football's disappointing performance in their regular season finale game against San Jose State. Also, we're going to be previewing UNLV basketball's upcoming game against Akron. Without any further ado, let's get into it. So, the UNLV football team entered Saturday's game against San Jose State, the season finale. As a slight favorite, uh, I had predicted that they would win by somewhere between 10, about uh, 5 to 10 points. I, I had UNLV winning comfortably. Uh, I was wrong about that prediction. I, I really should have, I shouldn't have underestimated one, the fact that UNLV coming into the game on Saturday had pretty much already secured their spot in the Mountain West Championship game. San Jose had motivation to try and win the game by as much as possible in order to boost their computer rankings uh, and give themselves a chance of leaping Boise State and actually hosting the Mountain West title game against UNLV. But UNLV's offense is, is pretty good, and so San Jose was unable to create any major separation between themselves and the Rebels. Now, that's not to say that this game really ever felt like UNLV was going to pull it out. I will admit that I, I kind of could tell pretty early on. Obviously, when we went down 17-0 in the first quarter, it seemed that the Rebels were not as well prepared, not as well coached, and you know, just kind of came out flat-footed against uh, San Jose. You're not going to win a game by fumbling a kickoff return and spotting the other team 17 points with some really, really, really poor defensive effort. And so, yeah, it was a disappointing game. Uh, I thought our offense played okay, but some of the play calling was pretty rough um, from Coach Marion. And I didn't think that we seemed as prepared, as ready, as focused as San Jose did. And that actually makes sense. It's it's hard to fake desperation. San Jose, they were winners of five straight, six, you know, now six straight. And their backs were up against the wall. They They had a chance. They did not succeed. Um, but they had a chance to really, you know, prove that they deserved to be in the championship game to the computer ranking system. And ultimately, it didn't really matter as the Rebels were able to keep it close enough that the computer rankings did not change very much. Um, but San Jose played great. I mean, our their defense was excellent against us at times, opportunistic. Um, their offense was was great. I mean, they, their running attack, uh, Reese, their running back was unstoppable. Their quarterback, Shaven Cordero, has been a problem for the Rebels for years now. And in this game, I thought he played perfect. I, I didn't think I didn't I didn't see him make a single mistake. And the UNLV defense was shoddy at best. It was not very good. Uh, we didn't seem to be able to contain the run and. It just, uh, something was just off. Um, now, some of that might just be that San Jose is a better team than the Rebels, which that might be true. Uh, obviously, it was true on Saturday. And some of that might just be that a bunch of our coaches were interviewing for other jobs. So, yes, Rebel fans, if you did not see the news, our offensive coordinator, Brennan Marion, uh, interviewed for the San Diego State job. 
Uh, they have a head coach, a head coaching vacancy with the retirement, basically a firing, but uh, their coach, Brady Hoke, retired. And uh, Coach Odom, Barry Odom, our, our, our fearless leader, coached, um, was interviewed for the Mississippi State job. Now, Mississippi State has hired somebody else already, so Coach Odom will not be leaving us for that position. However, I will say it is likely if he might have already interviewed for it, um, but it is likely that he is also in consideration for the Houston job, University of Houston uh, in the Big 12. And so, yeah, there was a feeling of underpreparedness uh, coming from the coaching staff. You could tell it in the play calling. UNLV a couple of times made some really own-headed decisions um, on the play calling. Uh, specifically, there was a third and six where the U Rebels were on, you know, their the other you know, San Jose's 35-yard line. And we ran the ball, you know, instead of actually going for the first down. I mean, obviously, they were trying to get the first down, but they ran the ball on third and six and then kicked field goal anyway. And it just seemed like the Rebels were playing kind of scared, kind of, you know, behind the eight ball that the coaching staff, the players, nobody was really on the top of their game. And San Jose showed a couple of things uh, that concerned me about the Rebels too. Um, but I assume that the players, even if the coach is saying that they didn't know that they had basically already secured their their spot in the Mountain West Championship game, I assume that the players and most of the coaches, if not all of them, did know that they were, in fact, already going to be hosting the Mountain West Championship game. And so it was kind of a perfect storm. Uh, I, I kind of wish that we could have seen this UNLV team play San Jose uh, with a bit more focus, you know, with with more stakes, I should say, because there was a pretty good crowd out there for Rebel football. And it was disappointing to see us uh, come up short in that environment. Uh, but there are a few things that do concern me with the team Uh in our coming our matchup coming up against Boise State, I will do a preview podcast, but I'll get into just a couple of those things right now, um, just as kind of an ah uh, preamble for that preview podcast. UNLV's defense is concerning. Uh, against the Spartans, we didn't seem capable of stopping the run. We were our guys were getting pushed around. Uh, we had corners and linebackers, you know, besides Jackson Woodard, number seven, he is, might just be our best player, not even our best defensive player, uh, besides Ricky White, probably. But, uh, our defense just didn't seem to quite have it. Uh, we were playing a drop eight scheme, essentially a prevent run scheme and San Jose state just picked it apart. It was it was it was kind of disheartening to see us play uh, that lethargically on defense. I, I was I was disappointed by our effort. Um, outside of Jackson Woodard, our guys just didn't seem to have the energy to get. They, they were tackling. Their tackling was weak. They were missing tackles. Uh, they couldn't bring guys down, and they were just getting pushed around. And Boise State's a better running team than this San Jose State team that just pushed us around. Uh, Boise State has Ashton Gianti. I, I, I follow Boise State football pretty, pretty consistently. I'm, I'm a big fan of the of, of the Broncos up there on the blue, uh, as I lived in Boise for a year, and so I've invested myself into their team and their program. Boise State has a better running attack than San Jose does, 
And so we are going to need to see a drastically different Rebel defense next week. Uh, Taylor Green, their quarterback, does not have the greatest arm. So the Rebels should be able to kind of sell out to stop the run. But, you know, you still have to stop the run. Even if you're selling out, even if your guys are there, you still have to have the guys there to make the tackles. And so I am very concerned about our ability to stop Boise State. Um, and also our offense is kind of one-dimensional. Our running game seems to be inconsistent a little bit as the second half of the year has gone on. Teams have figured out that, you know, they can shut down our running attack. And it's not that we don't get yards, but we just don't get the giant chunk plays that we were getting early on in the year um, against weaker competition. And so, yeah, that San Jose State team, outside of the Michigan game, obviously, that was the best team we played all year. By the time we played Air Force, Air Force was on their third-string quarterback. They were dealing with massive injuries up and down the roster. And so while that was an impressive win, uh, that was not the greatest Air Force team that we beat. Um, the Wyoming game, you know, Wyoming has not played well on the road this year. Uh, we played We played them pretty well, and that was probably our best performance of the year. But... Uh, it was kind of a disappointing showing. And then, you know, obviously we lost to Fresno State, who has fallen off a cliff. I mean, Fresno State has completely disintegrated as, as the year has ended. And there are some injury, you know, parts of that. But uh, maybe I, I, I am worried that our defense is just not good enough to keep up with uh, the better teams in the Mountain West. And I do worry that our offense is a bit one-dimensional. However, this being the championship game, we will not have a problem of a lack of urgency. It is annoying being a good group of five team that has your coaches being plucked away from you. That, that, that can be frustrating. I don't blame other programs for trying to reach out to our coaches. However, uh, it, it is annoying because you feel like it leads to a lack of focus from the players if the players know that their coaches are getting interviews at other positions. And so I do expect to see a good effort, a maximum effort, a focused effort from the Rebels. Uh, I am worried about our performance against Boise State this this week in the Mountain West Championship game. Not that I don't believe that we aren't capable of winning it, but as of right now, I would favor Boise State in a game against the Rebels. Um, now, I'm, I'm going to have to watch some tape, look at the Boise State running attack, look at the Boise State de defense specifically. I feel pretty confident that the Rebels could score on Boise, but our defense, man, we have to be able to stop the run in order to have success. And so it's going to be a challenging game, you know, uh, but it sets up, you know, this weekend is a massive, massive, massive opportunity for the football program. And in order to take down the, in order to wear the crown, you got to take down the king. So, yeah, I mean, Boise State, has been objectively the best group of five football program over the last 20 years. They've had a lot of success, a lot of great players, a lot of NFL players. Um, but they're having kind of a weird year. They were dealing with injuries this whole year. Uh, they fired their head coach, Andy Avalos, and hired uh, as, you know, while they're conducting their coaching search, they hired Spencer Danielson. Um, and they've been kind of odd. You know, they've been inconsistent. They've lost games. Uh, they lost a terrible, terrible, terrible game to Colorado State. They lost an awful game to Fresno State. Uh, they beat that San Jose State team that we just lost to, but earlier in the season. And Boise State's kind of peaking. They really like their young 
their young coach right now, um, Spencer Danielson, their their players are rallying behind him. They seem to be, you know, a lot of times when you have a firing of a coach midseason, you'll see a boost in performance of your team because they just have more energy. You know, maybe they didn't like their previous head coach. And so for the Rebels, this is a good Boise State team, uh, but with all the midseason drama, you know, beating Boise State in a championship game really can establish the Rebels as a Western power in football and can establish a, a winning culture. And while this year has been great, it's, it's already a success. Beating Boise would mean something really special. And I cannot overstate how big of an opportunity this is for the Rebels. Uh, I'm very excited to see how they do. Um, if they win, they play in the LA Bowl, probably against Cal, uh, and they get to hang a banner. If they lose, no banner, and they get to play in a really mediocre, you know, maybe the, the heart of Texas Bowl or the Idaho Potato Bowl up in Boise or maybe a Hawaii Bowl. And yeah, it's it's um, it's big stakes. So I I am glad that we will have the urgency this this week. I'm glad that our point our opponent is Boise State. Uh, I wouldn't want to play anybody else in the Mountain West. To to beat to wear the crown, you've got to beat the king. And Boise State's the king uh, of of group of five programs. And it would feel very good to beat them. Um, obviously, Rebel fans will have to get out. Boise has a very cheap flight, and it's not that far from Vegas. And so I expect there to be a heavy contingent of Boise fans um, in in Las Vegas this weekend. So Rebel fans, get out, uh, show out, and, you know, swing for the fences, guys. On your play calling, swing for the fences, go for it. Do not play conservative. Try and win the game. Don't, don't try and let Boise, you know, lose the game for you. Go and make it. This is your chance. And you're still having a great year. Let's cap it off with the best, you know, the best achievement of this football program's history with a conference championship. Proud of these guys, proud of the football team. Let's briefly talk some basketball before we get out of here. So the UNLV running Rebels uh, men's basketball team will be playing Akron at home uh, this Tuesday. Uh, the Rebels have had a week off to kind of cleanse themselves of that nasty, nasty, nasty feeling that we had in our mouths after their against Florida State. Uh, if you want more of a breakdown of that, I would I would recommend listening to my previous podcast about uh, with my friend Kevin, where we kind of broke down the team's performance um, and saw you know kind of what the future of the program should be. Uh, and yeah, so this game against Akron, Akron is ranked about 110th in Ken Palm. They have UNLV winning by two points in their projections at the moment. I believe we're favored by three or so. I'm not 100% sure about that, though, so don't take my word for it. Uh, yeah, some of the things I'm looking for in this game, I just want to see our defense play well. I don't really, I'm not really that worried about our offense. Our offense is going to be mediocre. This team is not built to be a juggernaut offensive team unless Luis Rodriguez is hitting 40% of his threes and Justin Webster's hitting 40% of their threes. And neither of those guys are clearing, you know, 25% right now. And so uh, I want to see our defense play better. I want to see us be more competitive. Uh, I will record a post-game podcast and a more detailed breakdown of the UNLV Boise State Mountain West Championship. Uh, I'll, I'll do a, a good preview of that give you everything you need to know about the Broncos 
And yeah, so this Tuesday, I'm hoping the Rebels can bounce back the running Rebels. Uh, I will obviously after that game and I'll, I'll write an article about it. The Rebels need a win. It's still early. The Re- Kevin Kruger can turn this season around, but it's going to start with a win against Akron. And I think they can do it. I do have faith in them, especially with with the addition of a guy like Keelan Boone, which will happen at some point in this year. Uh, it might not be soon, but it will happen. Um, I do believe that this team can really excel. I'm hoping that Shane Noel is ready to play on Tuesday. He's had uh, He hasn't played yet this year because of an injury that he sustained at the scrimmage, but he would be a big help to this Rebel rotation. Well, I want to thank you all for checking out this show. Uh, I really appreciate those who listen. If you could do me a favor and go ahead and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcast, subscribe to the Substack. It would, it would really help to get the word out. I, I do this because I love it. I love UNLV sports. I love the Running Rebels. I love the UNLV football team. Uh, I'm excited to see what they, how they perform this weekend, and I'm excited to see Kevin Kruger hopefully turn this thing around. Hope you spend lots of time with the people you love, and you have a great week, and let's run.